Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff on Censored. Thank you guys so much for popping on the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great headlines to get to today. So you know what? There's so much. Let's just get into it right now. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> this story really confuses me because I don't understand how somebody could fall for this. But hey, let's go through this. Maybe you have some better insight than I do. But a man said that he was a Russian astronaut as he was attempting to find a wife and some money. According to multiple reports, the man found a 65-year-old Japanese woman on Instagram back in June and said he worked on the International Space Station. He then reportedly said he loved her. He proposed marriage. He sent her messages like saying, like, I want to start my life with you in Japan, saying that this a thousand times wouldn't be enough, but I'll keep saying it. I love you. Okay, he's saying this to this lady. Meanwhile, he's claiming that he's up in the International Space Station. So far away, but our hearts are so close. This is the funny part. The man said he needed money to get back to Earth so that they could get married. That's what he said. And she's just like, fuck yeah, bro. I totally want that. And then she surrendered right around 4.4 million yen, which is... I believe right just over $29,000 US. And she did it in five installments throughout the summer. Then she finally grew suspicious when he kept asking for more money and then she got the police involved. How about you come suspicious when he said he needed money to fly home from the International Space Station? That's a way to get suspicious. I don't understand how you weren't suspicious. <laughs> Like, I really need a ride home. It's not like you're you're stuck in, like, Wyoming or something. You're like, I really need a ride home. I just don't have the finances. Can you can you get me an Uber and I'll pay you back in the near future? That That's fine. That makes sense, I guess. That's more believable. But instead, he's just like, I need an Uber back from the International Space Station. Can you help a brother out? No, no. That's That's a little suspicious. What the fuck? She's only 65. <laughs> it's not like she's like 90 and hard up and she's and then and she's like like way out out there because she's just lived so much of her life and she's just like, I don't know, fuck yeah, sure. It sounds believable. I don't know, technology these days, I guess. <laughs> God. It worked for the guy. It worked. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am, that, that I'm making fun of you. But it seems so ridiculous when you say it out loud, right? Boy, if I did that and all of a sudden they're like, Scott, you you gave $29,000 to a lady that said she lived on the International Space Station and she needed money for a ride home. Did you ever say that out loud, sir? <laughs> uh, no. Should I have? Yeah, you should have. You should have. Because that don't make no sense. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Listen, I need a ride home. Okay, I can't afford it right now. Where are you at? Well, you know, I'll pay for it. 
I'm on the International Space Station. Okay, okay, cool, cool. What do you need? I need $29,000, please, if you could. Then I'll be able to get home. It'll be great. I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Man, people, think about it. Take a step back, well, especially when it comes to money. I assume everybody's trying to scam me out of money. I honestly do. <laughs> I do. I don't trust anybody other than my wife with finances. One, I don't understand a lot of things. I'm, I'm stupid. But also, I just see so many people that uh, are scammed on a regular basis. It's just, I assume, like anybody that comes to my door, anybody that comes to my door selling anything, I assume they're trying to steal money from me. That includes you, Girl Scouts, okay? Okay? I assume you're trying to con me. That's just the way I look at it. If you come to my door and you're selling anything, I assume that you're a criminal, okay? Girl Scouts, you're on notice. Oh, sure, thin mitts. Sure, sure, sure. Don't believe you. Don't believe you at all. This is a really scary thing in sad. There's a big issue for the crab industry. The snow crab population shrank from around 8 billion in 2018 to just 1 billion in 2021. It's such a decline. Officials have canceled the fall winter snow crab season in the Bering Sea for the first time. In addition, they canceled the Bristol Bay Red King crab harvest. I believe that's the second year in a row for that one. A press release from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game analysis of trawl survey results for the Bering Sea snow crab with the National Marine Fisheries Service found the stock was estimated to be below the regulatory threshold for opening a fishery. Therefore, Bering Sea snow crab will remain closed for the 2022 20. 23 season. They appreciate and carefully considered all input from the crab industry. Understanding crab fishery closures have substantial impacts on harvesters, industry, and communities. And they got to deal with that. And they got to figure all this shit out. There, there's just major impact on not just not just you going to Red Lobster and getting a crab. <laughs> there's more to that. There's more. Everybody's in shock over this. It's bad news for fishermen. It's bad news for the Arctic communities that actually live off the crabs because there's a lot of people out there that that's what they, that's what they eat. And it, it's, it's horrible. It's bad news for the consumer who wants to, to eat crab. I love crab. I do. If you get crab, you can't eat the ones that are skinny because that's just pointless. You got to get the big-ass crab legs because, like, for all that work, I better be getting a lot of meat, okay? I don't want to work so hard for a little bitty meat. No. You know what I'm talking about. Wink, wink. <laughs> but hopefully taking a season off at the Bering Sea is actually going to help the crab population. They're speculating that some of the reason of why this is happening is because that around the poles, the temperatures dropped enough whether it's like two or four degrees on average, that it's melting the, the ice enough that what happened was since the ice melted in certain areas, fishermen were able to go in and harvest some crabs up there, even though they shouldn't have. Basically, now there's not enough females out there for, for their liking. I don't know. It's a big hot mess. 
there's a lot of finger pointing of, of what went wrong. The end result is that the, the crab fisherman season is on halt right now. It's not going to happen this year, and hopefully it comes back soon. But ultimately, hopefully what happens is a year off, a season off, is going to help recover the population. So it'll be interesting to see what they find out come next year. Are they going to be able to open up the the crab fishermen uh, the crab season again? So it's 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 an interesting thing. That's that's what we do. We we have a tendency to overfish things. We tend to fuck things up. Big surprise. Surprise it hasn't happened sooner because there's so many people out there, uh, you know, trying to get crabs and and whatever else. So what a fucking nightmare. You got more headlines coming your way, but first. Root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a, uh, on a Sunday. So root for chaos, root for two, and you could win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Our roster of college football watch groups include CU, Notre Dame, Michigan State, ASU, and USC. Amazingly, they're all in the same conference. If not, they will be by tomorrow. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. A recent study at Rockefeller University in New York found that mosquitoes have a certain type. We all thought, I, th- I guess we've all noticed that some mosquitoes like certain people, whereas mosquitoes dislike other people. I am one that mosquitoes love me. And it's a really fucking frustrating when during the summertime, especially when I go out to my garden and I have to bundle up so I don't get, you know, bit like 20 times. My wife hardly ever gets bit. They are pretty damn sure this is the, the reason. Mosquito magnets had high level of certain acids on their skin. So I'm a mosquito magnet. I don't know about you, but I'm sure you it's either you or you know somebody that's a mosquito magnet. These greasy molecules are part of the skin's natural moisturizing layer, and people produce them in different amounts. The healthy bacteria that live on our skin eat up these acids and produce part of our skin's odor profile. So... Depending on what your odor is, your odor profile, that's what they're attracted to. They did tests where they put basically a, a nylon stocking on, on, I want to say it was 100 different people, and they did tests for multiple years, and things stayed the same. So certain people, you would put the nylon stocking on there, and so the mosquitoes don't actually bite you, but they were attracted to it. There would be literally swarms going around certain people other people same mosquitoes just they're just not interested and it's all based on the the odor that your body essentially naturally creates so bizarre and there's they they're what they're saying is that's not something you can just wash off that is something that is there and if you try to wash it off the only way you could do it is is with something that would be harmful to your skin so it's not worth it but what it is actually doing is it's helping push the mosquito repellent industry in a direction that's going to help them enhance how they repel mosquitoes. 
So Centronella candles and stuff are going to get amped up because of something like this, because of this study, because yeah, while we can't change the odor profile on an individual, maybe we can use the other end of that, like the, the, the profile that the mosquitoes just don't like. Can we replicate that or enhance that or, you know, whatever, and add that into a repellent? So that's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I'm very happy about that because <laughs> I hate mosquitoes. I hate mosquitoes because, one, they're fucking annoying when they're all of a sudden you hear this in your ear and you're like, fuck up. Goddamn mosquito. That And also then I go inside and I'm like all itchy. I fucking can't stand that. So I'll be glad if they, uh, they get some improvements on repelling mosquitoes. Did you guys see last week in college football, the Tennessee volunteers beat Alabama to snap their 15-year losing streak? In celebration, the Tennessee fans ripped down the goalpost, walked them out of the stadium, and then tossed the goalpost into a nearby river. First of all, I want to say this to Tennessee fans. That's very impressive. Good for you. I know it's wrong what you guys did, but it's still fucking impressive. You literally worked together as a team <laughs> and ripped down those goalposts, got them out of the stadium, and then just were like, fuck it, let's toss them in a river. Our team won. Yay! <laughs> we just vandalized the school. Oh, my God, that's so funny. But what's crazy now is the school is asking for donations to pay for the goalposts. Tennessee, the Tennessee football program, profited about $53 million last year. That's their profits. That's not saying, you know, they, they total made $53 million, then they had to, you know, pay for expenses and all that other shit. No, that's, that's their profit. That's after paying it for everything. They made... $53 million. Don't go fund me, which they're doing. And as of right now, I believe they have around $43,000 raised for this shit. Don't be begging for money when you can fucking pay for it. If anything, you just, what you do is we'll pay for it. But guess what, guys? We're going to make sure this never happens again. I don't know. Don't, don't get a GoFundMe page. That's bullshit. And the fact that people are donating to that is really kind of annoying. Somebody said they think it's going to cost right around $20,000 for replacing the goalposts. So I don't understand why they're asking for more than that. And, and what's funny is like in, to install it, it's not like it's that complicated. Just go to Home Depot in the parking lot. Slowly pull up on a group of guys that are hanging out in the back of a pickup truck. And if you ask them nicely, be like, any of you guys have experience erecting posts? <laughs> I do. All right. So hop in the truck, guys. <laughs> I'm going to blindfold each and every one of you. Don't worry. This will end up on Dateline. It seemed like a normal day at the Home Depot. But then all of a sudden, it wasn't. It was a good day for murder. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, speaking of murdering, it's uh, the Denver Broncos offense is murdering the hope of every Denver Broncos fan out there. My God, they are a hot mess right now. Whether it's the, the what is it? The offensive line is just, they're, they're just open season on Russell Wilson. I know a lot of people are bagging on Russell, and it's very easy to do, and it is kind of funny to do. But I can't give him 
too much grief because honestly, honestly, I blame most of the Broncos' offensive problems on the offensive line. They are trash. They are trash. And he can't throw the football with precision because, one, he's still trying to get used to shit, which, in all honesty, they're weak. We're going into week six. They should be all settled. But I'm kind of giving him a pass on that one in a sense because he can't, he doesn't have fucking time because the offensive line is the worst. The worst offensive line in the NFL belongs to your Denver Broncos. They are complete trash. Complete trash. And this Denver Broncos defense is being wasted because the offense is is garbage. And, and ultimately, I will place the majority of the blame on the Broncos offensive struggles on the Broncos offensive line. It's just garbage. It, it starts there. Now, that being said, Russell Wilson, could you hit a guy that's wide open, please? This is happening almost every game now. There's somebody wide open in the middle of the fucking field, and you're, you're just not there. I don't know where your head's at, but it's not in the game. Not completely. Not completely. You kicked ass in the first half of the Broncos game the other day against the Chargers. Then you completely shit the bed the second half. Why? Why is that happening? It's a joke. It's really fucking embarrassing to be a Denver Bronco fan right now. And I'm still seeing the people sitting there sucking the cock of the Denver Broncos, and they're refusing to say that there's anything wrong. God, man, you live in a fantasy world, and I hate to bag on you, but Jesus, guys. Like, people are like, oh, if you bag on the Broncos, you're not a true fan. No, that's not true. Jesus Christ. And I'm a broken record on that. Stop. The Broncos need to be fixed. And I did a fan poll. I did a Twitter poll, I should say, uh, the other day. Yesterday, in fact, I said, who do the Broncos need to part with first? Who, who goes first? Nathaniel Hackett, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon. I didn't put Russell Wilson on there because I didn't really feel like that he should be on the list. Although a lot of people say that, you know, he's basically a write-in vote. This is the percentage. Jerry Judy, 9.3%. He's low. He has flashes of, I would say greatness, but I'm going to say goodness. <laughs> he's, he has flashes of goodness. He's okay. He's not blowing anybody's socks off. But that being said, is Russell Wilson really getting an opportunity to find open receivers very often? No, because the offensive line is hot garbage. 45.2% said get rid of Melvin Gordon first. The other 45.5% is Nathaniel Hackett. Get rid of him. So it's really, uh, according to Broncos country, this is with 675 votes, Nathaniel Hackett needs to go. At what point do you get rid of him? I don't know. Because what's your option? You get rid of him during the middle of the season, what happens? Who, who takes over? Is it really benefiting the team to get rid of him midway through the season? I don't think so. I think it's a bad idea to fire him during the middle of the season. He can be one and done if he continues to get uh, poor performance from this team. I mean, let him go at the end of the season. But I don't see the point in letting him go during the season. But I do see the point of letting go of Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon 
is sitting there bitching and complaining after the game and, you know, his head's down low. He doesn't know why he's out of the game for the second half and he didn't help contribute and he's just essentially pouting. He he is done. In my mind, he is mentally done. The Denver Broncos need to get rid of him, whatever it takes. Trade him to somebody else, okay? George Payton, I'm sure you can find somebody. Add him to the package deal to get Christian McCaffrey here with the Denver Broncos. I don't know, whatever you got to do. But it's not like we have a lot of draft capital to get rid of because we put that all into getting Russell Wilson. So, yeah, get rid of, you know, somebody like a Melvin Gordon. You got get you have to get rid of Melvin Gordon. That's not really an option. You have to get him. He's toxic right now because he's so upset with how he's being used. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And it's just seeping out. And eventually what's that what that's going to do is infect the entire team. And we don't want that here in Broncos country. You got to get rid of that infection right now, that nasty gangrene that is attached to the Denver Broncos body. And that's Melvin Gordon. You got to cut it out, get rid of him. Whatever you got to do, don't give a shit. Just get rid of Melvin Gordon. And that's going to help the team as far as the mental side of things. You got to get rid of Melvin Gordon. You do. Jerry Judy, I put that on the list because... Him and Melvin Gordon were, you know, looked like they were sitting on the sidelines during the uh, Chargers game in overtime. Uh, I was listening to Mike Evans the other day. He was saying like right around the eight minutes, 32 seconds into overtime, they're sitting there bitching and complaining on the sidelines and moping, not giving the impression. Again, we're judging based on what we see. But the optics are that it looks like they're fucking bitching and complaining instead of going, listen, I'm not out there, but Jerry, get out there and you'd fucking dominate. You go out there, you break free from those, you know, the pressure and, you know, you score some touchdowns or some shit. Do your thing, you know, open a can of whoop ass. But no, it looks more the optics are that they're sitting there bitching and complaining. That's why I put Jerry Judy on there because he's been complaining in the past on social media when shit doesn't go his way. So I think he is another negative entity that is part of the Denver Broncos franchise. You got to ride out Nathaniel Hackett at least to the very end of the season. There is no benefit in firing Nathaniel Hackett as the Denver Broncos head coach midseason. You just let him ride out the season. He either gets better, stays the same, or gets worse. But you know what? You got to ride him out and give him an opportunity to do something with this season. Melvin Gordon, you are toxic. Jerry Judy, you're right there with him. You have flashes of greatness, Jerry Judy. Don't let a toxic person like Melvin Gordon infect you. Move away from that Jerry Judy. And that's where somebody like Cortland Sutton needs to pull Jerry Judy aside and say, listen, you want to be successful in this league? Stay positive. Stay positive and work your ass off. Don't get consumed by the negative energies that other people put off. And right now, that's what Melvin Gordon is. Melvin Gordon struggled severely with fumbles. And the Denver Broncos franchise has lost faith in him. And they don't want to put him in there. And now he has a negative attitude who's bitching and complaining about things and about his role with the team. You got to let him go because he's just influencing others with his negative vibes. Get rid of him. You got to get rid of him. 
and that's going to help the Broncos at least get back on track with more of a positive attitude. What, does that mean that they're going to win games? I don't see that happening. I don't see them winning that many games until the offensive line is fixed, and I don't see that offensive line getting fixed until next year because it is a complete train wreck. Russell Wilson can't do jack squat back there. I'm giving him somewhat of a pass because he is under pressure nonstop, nonstop. It's just ridiculous because the offensive line is complete trash. It's trash. It is. I, I hate to say that, but I've been saying it since week one. The Broncos offensive line is garbage and they will not have a successful Broncos offense until that offensive line is fixed. And when do you think that's going to happen? I don't know. Maybe somebody has a magic wand. Does anybody have a magic wand to fix the Broncos offensive line? No? Okay. Just checking. It's not going to get fixed till next year. That's a hard pill to swallow, and that makes me angry. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm not happy about that shit. I don't know what to say. I, I just, we, we need like some, you know, miracle juice squirted on the Broncos. That sounds disgusting. I don't know why I said miracle juice. <laughs> I got some miracle juice for you. Just come in the back room. I'll give it to you. Close your eyes. Don't worry. It'll be over soon. Okay, that's gross. That went down a weird, weird rabbit hole. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for listening. <laughs> Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. If you can, please give it a nice review. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Denver. And of course, thanks so much to Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. Hopefully you had a great day. Hopefully you uh, smiled during this episode. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.